Hail and welcome to Circle Talk, a podcast for seekers, initiates, and the curious by four Alexandrian witches with endless different opinions. We are your hosts. Hi, I'm James, a high priest and coven leader from just outside New Orleans, Louisiana. Hi, I'm Peter, a coven leader from South Wales. Oh no. <laughs> we, we, we've, lost, we've lost a member, everyone. Oh bugger! I'm gonna pause. New- I got. We'll see if there's anything. I was just thinking about editing it out. <laughs> I was like, uh. No, that's our opening now. That is our opening now. Listeners, we've we've just lost one of our members. She's back now, though. Yay! Bloody Australia! Bloody internet! <laughs> bloody bloody fucking duh! I'm back. Sorry. It's, it's okay. It's your turn. Oh, good. Hi, I'm Josie, a high priestess and coven leader near Melbourne, Australia. And I'm G, a high priestess and coven leader from the New England area of the U.S. And we are a podcast where we talk about Alexandrian witchcraft and explore differing opinions of how the Alexandrian tradition is practiced in various covens and around the globe. Listeners are reminded that while we are all initiates of the Alexandrian tradition, we only speak for ourselves and not for the tradition as a whole, which, as we have said, is an impossible thing to do. This is episode 18, the equinox again. You might want to take a moment to pause this and go back to listen to our introductory episodes, episode zero, introductions, and episode one, definitions, or check them out after you enjoy this one. So this is our Sabbath special, our last in the cycle of Sabbath specials. We have been through officially as of this one, the full cycle doing this format. So we are still open to suggestions for how our next cycle of sabbats should go high on the list is drunken specials so we'll see how that goes but this is our sabbat special and today we're going to be talking about our personal practices around this time of year and touch upon what it is our covens might be up to for the autumnal or spring equinox as i was thinking about this episode i was reminded of that death cab for cutie song that i think was in a twilight movie meet me on the equinox it's not super relevant to the equinox but the chorus of it is he says everything ends which is interesting because equinox i think is it's not really a period it's kind of a transitional point but it is the point at which I think we start to notice that shift, that there's the end of one season and the beginning of a next. And so I think we'll be talking a little bit about sort of how that looks in our practice today. So we'll review the meaning of the equinox. We will uh, review our personal practices or group practices for the equinox, and then we'll touch on some suggestions for practices that other people can do if they aren't sure where to start at the equinox. So high five, get on the broom, and let's go, witches. I think if we just start off with just reminding our listeners, and possibly myself as well, because like I keep saying, this is all about learning for me, really. I just do this to learn. The equinox, astronomically, is about the light of day and the dark of night being equal. I'm sure a couple of episodes ago, when we had our last equinox, I spoke about the etymology of equinox and how it means like equal night. I'm not going to redo that. You can, uh, that's your job, seekers and listeners, to go back. But it's basically where the night and the day, that they're equal, basically. Oh, yeah. And energetically, it's all about transitions, moving from one point to another. So it's, it's a threshold time. And if you really want to understand kind of the, the energy of equinox, go stand at the edge of a forest. 
or go to the ocean and put one foot in, but the other remains on land. It's it's really that straddling between the two, and that's that's where we're at. Now I know here in the northern hemisphere, we're as we tip moving towards the dark, but on the southern hemisphere, you're tipping the other way, and so it's that the scales move after this. Gee, I like how you mentioned that it's a transitional period because I'm feeling it right now in in Wales. It has got cold in the last two days, like cold enough for me to put my heating on. And I don't know whether this is happening like across the world, but like energy prices, I'm going to rant a little bit, but energy prices are like through the roof. And I'm like, no, 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 I'll put a jumper on, I'll put a jumper on. But I actually put the heating on like two days ago because it is, it's cold. And, and I like the cold, but yeah, I like that that you mentioned it's a transitional period because definitely I can feel that that transition into winter. And here we're doing um we're at that place where I've got some days like today that were quite hot and humid and mm. other days where I really need a sweater or a hoodie in the evenings, especially in the evenings. It can be very hot during the day like today and then tonight I will be in flannel pajamas. Uh, and so it's very much that like we're going back and forth. We're sort of like teetering on the edge in between these two things and going back and forth until we fall, you know, really firmly onto the one side. And like, I'm still annoyed with the heat because we're close enough to summer, but in like about two weeks or three weeks, I think I'll probably be missing it quite a bit. In terms of the fall equinox um, and some cultural stuff around that. So I think it's interesting, like the more ancient the religious practice or origination, the more the, the holidays and high holy days are tied to things that are happening astronomically and seasonally that you can actually see, right? So like both Jewish and Muslim holidays tend to be tied to new and full moons because if you don't have like a regular, you know, an atomic clock, like you're counting these things based on what you see and feel and experience and star positions. So at the fall equinox, this is the Jewish New Year coming right up after this. And they they set the date of that based on, um, usually it's like the new moon closest to after the fall equinox. And it's a time of new beginning, of transitioning into the new year. And I think that's really interesting. I also think as school teachers, we've tied our lives to the academic calendar. And so this is also... When I talk about years, it's like a coin toss if I'm talking about January to December or if I'm talking September to June, because for me, in many ways, this yeah. does feel like the new year. It's such a big switch, up, mm. you know, so I do think at fall equinox, we have a lot of that sort of like things are coming to a close and new things are opening up and starting. And is there like, do you feel, uh, Josie, like there's something, a similar cultural feel to the spring equinox? Very similar. I was thinking about what James said about that teetering kind of feeling. I think about a roller coaster at the top, and you're like, oh, that's just that jumping off feeling. And it's like, I feel like in the, when you're going into the autumn equinox, like you guys, it's like a, a step into the dark. For us, it's like a step up out of the light. So it's that, it's one of those points of the year where we can high five each other as we pass. <laughs> Tag, it's our turn for some warmth. Um, it's been raining non-stop for a month or so here it's been so wet been welsh levels of rain I welcome say. to wales oh <laughs> the ground's like chocolate pudding it's just it's a lot 
And we're at that point where the days are starting to get nicer, apart from the rain, but the nights are still very cold. So we're not there yet, but it did feel, it, it does feel like it's changing, which is good. Awesome. So yeah, I, I love, and you've mentioned that imagery before, and I love the idea that we're passing each other and high-fiving. The sun is at this point, literally the sun is crossing over the equator because of the way that the earth tilts. And so I just, I just love that idea of us passing each other. And like all of you guys have been complaining about the heat for so long. So now it's my turn. So you yes. get six months of being like, ah, it's fucking hot. Ah. Yeah. So we can be jealous of you for a change. So that's sort of like the background. And then, you know, how is our practice impacted by the holiday? How, how do our covens either celebrate or address or harness the energy of the holiday? And I don't know, uh, Josie, if you want to start or if you want to go last. Um, can I talk about the word Ostara? I can't remember if we did that in our last one. I think it's worth doing again. We did. Um, I, it's worth repeating. Okay. So some eclectic witches use the word Ostara. It's still more of an American thing, but because most of the publishers are now American, we see it in, in books the world over. Um, Ostara is not definitely not an old word and it's not one generally used by traditional Wiccans coined by Aidan Kelly um, in reference to uh, taken from some earlier works by um, Jacob Grimm and yeah as part of his sort of rebranding or more romanticizing or renaming of the holidays Ostara was not uh, an ancient goddess we don't think there's no evidence of this except in one very specific text written by the Venerable Venerable Bede, and we suspect more and more that that was made up, but that's okay. Technically, all gods are. (laughs) Things like hares and eggs and chickens and lambs and all these motifs all come out of the Victorian kind of era in terms of things being associated with the equinox too. These these aren't ancient ideas. I won't go any further than that. I have too many notes on Astara. Josie, um, I knew that the, the, the like from an etym- from an etymology et- point of view, doesn't doesn't Astara like link in with with the dawn? Yes, hang on, I wrote a thing. I've oh, got to move this. Tell us the thing. Eos, Eostra. So it it comes from a word just meaning east, right? And it was yeah. Bede kind of um, wrote about her as a. Ostara as a goddess of, of this time and a goddess of the dawn and the east and, and things coming up and that sort of tracks. The Ostamonoth was um, the eastern month, a Germanic time, which was around this time, and he claimed that was named after this goddess, the Ostra, but she was only written about by the Venerable Bede. Um, there's no evidence of her worship or history kind of anywhere. There is a goddess in proto kind of Indo-European language called Ostro and Ossus of the dawn but there's no kind of it's it's a big step to take if you're looking at that meme with the guy stepping over the stairs that's a very big step um to make and a very big jump yeah but it doesn't matter we've we've talked about things not being ancient and that's all right very true I think yes we should do the etymology I guess before we dive into personal practice and I'm going to let the Welsh person explain why traditional Wiccans don't use Mabon or maybe what or who Mabon is. And then, and then if you want, I can talk about the dirty laundry, but. 
No, I'm being being thrown to the wolves here, I think, and I as... it's because of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want to give the people what they want. Yeah, the people want the voice. More people. Your voice is what gets us listeners. That's right. So <laughs> talk on, pretty boy. If you can it's speak not, with Welsh, that's five extra listeners every time. It's not me. It's it's the amount of information that James brings. Like literally, if we're gonna compare like who brings in the listeners is James and is like for me at least like I keep saying I listen it I listen to this uh, podcast and I'm a part of this podcast just because I want to hear what James has to say on everything they come for your sexy voice they stay for the religious studies lessons right yeah so you're you're most welcome (laughs) on behalf of the listeners I want to thank you James (laughs) I don't know what to say or how to feel because I'm I'm not used to compliments just just take the compliment, buddy. I'm, I'm, I, I said, I said, thank you. You did, yeah. Also, also yeah. I'd never heard it pronounced Mabin until I was an adult. As a kid, it was always pronounced Mabon, mm. and I think as just regional Southern people not knowing how to say it correctly. So basically, as initiates of the Wicca, as people who practice British traditional Wicca, we don't call it Mabon we call it the the autumn equinox now it pains me to say this but i'm not really all that clued up about why marbon came to be known as the autumn equinox i mean we've already mentioned aiden kelly bring in the word astara in and he brought in the word marbon as well when we think about what the autumn equinox means to us and about how god transitions to being Lord of Death, that doesn't fit in with the mobo- with the mobology. I was going to say then with the mythology of of Mabonology. The Mabonology episode name. There's there it is. There it is. Yeah, it doesn't fit in with Mabon, who is he comes from Mabon Ap Madron, which is the divine son of the divine mother, and that's really as far as 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 I go with it because it's just not like the word Mabon isn't really, or or Mabon, even pronounced correctly, it's not part of my, it's not part of my practice. So I've just kind of left it to the side. There's lots going on on witch talk at the moment. If you, you know, if you're on TikTok, type in witch witch talk and there's loads of videos. There's loads of videos, but but yeah, we we don't call it Mabon or Mabon or Mabon or whatever regional tilt we want to put onto it. It's it's always going to be the autumn equinox. I I would suggest, and I think we've suggested before, uh, the Seeking Witchcraft podcast in which Seamus talks about Mabon and Autumn Equinox is quite Mm -hmm. good. He's he's got a decent background, so I would probably, we'll throw it in the notes. I'll say, you know, for context, anything that Aiden Kelly came up with, traditional Wiccans throw a lot of side eye at. And that's because Aiden Kelly has was a gardenarian initiate and he was accused of, because he did, doxing a lot of initiates, like releasing their public information, which is a massive no-no. And so many consider him an oath breaker and therefore anything that he was sort of trying to do, you know, suspect in terms of his motivations, I think is the, the kindest, most succinct way for me to talk about that. But if you want a slightly saltier version of that story, definitely I would recommend listening to Seamus on the Seeking Witchcraft podcast. He has all the salt. So that having been said, Josie, what does your coven or family line do for the holiday? Or what do you do for the holiday? Well, pre-COVID and also now, 
the Australian Wigan Conference happens at this time of year. And I just got back from the first in-person one since before the pandemic. And it was fantastic. I went with um, my coven and a bunch of friends. And it is a it's a it's a public conference for like anyone can go, but it's it's usually run by a different Wiccan group each year. And it was like a really big family catch-up and and gathering and reunion. And it was just so good to be back with everybody. Um it incorporated a big spring equinox ritual. Uh, on the Saturday night um, and we all got to dress up uh, I love a ritual with like big costumes and and ostentatious fun and so we just had a great time and it felt like such a nice return to normal and such a homecoming and like we met a bunch of people that we hadn't met before new people and um, people who we'd interacted with online but had not sort of met up with and it was just it was fantastic and it really felt like that step up out of the darkness and into the light um just to be around family and friends and make plans for the future it feels like a very spring equinox vibe so it was all very on point and I'm at I, I know I sound gushy but I only just got home last night so I'm at that post-festival kind of mood where you're just in love with the world and everyone and Oh my goodness, it was such a good time and so on brand for this time of year. I, I totally understand. I, I totally get where where that feeling comes from because a couple of weekends ago I went to the Mercian gathering in um in England and it was one of well, apart from a different gather, the, the Mercian gathering is more for like anybody who identifies as pagan or or whatever. But yeah, that that feeling of having that in person pagan practice wiccan practice whatever you want to call it it was yeah it's amazing and after the all the lockdowns and doing things online and like yeah trying to get excited about sitting in yet another zoom thing for for witchcraft's sake and yeah. you know it's just oh there's just can i can i put a can i put a suggestion forward to possible listeners who are um organizing the wiccan conference next year to put it online as well because I was looking at the the lineup and I was like oh I really wish I was there right now because it looks so good <laughs> looks like so, so good it was a lot of fun you'll have to come over one year oh I will we will I'll protect you from the snakes yeah <laughs> and, and the alligators <laughs> yeah, and the crocodiles and the spiders <laughs> we don't have alligators look they're the same thing this they're was a, a whole episode ago <laughs> we talked about these I'm the one with the alligators yeah so James is alligators, I'm crocodiles. Look, if they've got if they've got long, long washy tails and they got those big teeth, right? I don't care what they're called. <laughs> they're gonna eat you. <laughs> but they're different. So uh, alligator or a freshie is less aggressive and they're smaller and right, I mean, but, but the word there is you, less. but it's yes, the word there is well, less aggressive. They're not actively hunting you. Oh, I don't know about that. The crocodile is out to eat you. A crocodile is basically a dinosaur. They haven't evolved in that <laughs> long. So in Australia, I think you should have like um, an Easter basket style thing, but with uh, like a crocodile with big ears <laughs> and like crocodile dyed crocodile eggs. I think that would be better. 
speak Easter crocodile. A crocodile and eats all your Easter eggs. You've got to hide them from him. Bunnies have big teeth. Crocodiles have big teeth. True. True. Crocodile coincidence. Bunny. And I mean, it's a living tradition, right? Yeah, I mean, Gardner, Gardner, and Sanders would appreciate this. You know. Carrying on their work in cosplaying. I mean, yeah, let's let's do it. Totally be down with the Easter croc. Yeah. (laughs) I think Alex certainly would, because I think he I think he had a real taste for the ridiculous. (laughs) There's gonna be schisms now. There's gonna be people saying, Oh, well, you're not traditional. You've got the Easter croc. (laughs) Bunnies only. Bunnies only. What do you have in your book of shadows? I have the Easter croc. What do you have? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is how oh, we're no, gonna no. remember. We, we have the bunny book, excuse me. You oh, do no. yeah, yeah. The bunny book. <laughs> okay, who wants to talk about what they do for the autumnal equinox? So I mean, like I've I've I'm I'm gonna go a bit Welsh on you guys as well. And you know, like we keep saying, give the listeners what they want. So in Welsh, we call the autumn equinox Alban Elved, which was a name. Well, both both the words Alban and Elved were both coined by by a, a bard, a bard, and an antiquarian by the name of Yolo Morganu. But it, it literally basically means the three months quarter of autumn. So it's, it's nothing special, but I, I know a lot of druids use the word Alban Elved as well. But for us, it's the it's the second harvest, it's the harvest of the fruit. You know, if we're carrying on from from Lunasa, from Lamas, Shonar Haid or Jambali corn has been cut down as the first sacrifice and collected. And then we now look at collecting the fruits for sustenance towards towards Sawen, towards the winter. Um, you know, we'll we'll work with the motif that God transitions into, into Lord of Death. And normally as a coven, we'll try and re-establish that balance before kind of taking that, that last harvest at Samhain uh, before we prepare for winter. And yeah, we'll kind of play around with those motifs. We have something sort of similar. There's another ritual we do separate from our autumn equinox ritual that it refers to the coming of autumn. And it it's that sort of like there's a cold wind blowing and you're feeling that sort of pressure to hurry up and finish your harvest. And even though things still seem kind of nice and the sun's still shining and like everything still seems pleasant, you have like an, an inkling that things are about to get dangerous, right? Or things worse. are about to become worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, things are about to become worse. And so, you know, you start to speed things up a little bit, but you you have that sort of watching over you um, or looming over you, that deadline. And a lot of that has to do with the transition to this focus on um, you know, the final harvest as opposed to the the harvest right now of the fruits. Really big right now is uh, apple picking. New England apple picking is a very important mm-hmm. activity for the autumn. And so, uh, you know, we set our dates for when we're going to be able to all go apple picking and which apple varietals we'll be picking at that time. Very much the harvest of the fruits. Getting in, you know, what's in your garden, sort of trying to figure out when is that first frost going to come and what's going to survive, what's not going to Lots of canning and preserving. It's some kind of digging into like what, you know, people might do in their everyday practice. For the coven, in addition to that other ritual that we talked about, I've mentioned before that at the equinoxes, we do a coven rededication ceremony that we, you know, see this as very much a time of transition. And so it's a point in which people, most of us rededicate ourselves to the coven, but people who have felt the need to make a departure, this is usually the time when people choose to do that. 
uh, or if they're going to go on sabbatical, you know, this is the time that they sort of try to do that at the equinox, those transitional points. We, you know, very much see equinox energy as the energy of transition. And so we talk a lot about like upheaval at this point, you know, for like the the new to full moon um, or the full to new moon, depending on how the holiday lands and when things happen. And so it's, you know, very much about being aware of that and sort of being wary and watching. And if there are changes that need to be made in your life, those things might happen, you know, regardless of your, you know, intentions or just being conscious or con- and conscientious about what's going on. And then of course, you know, for our autumn equinox ritual, we, we all bring harvest. You ha- you're meant to, um, we do an offering for the goddess and we all bring fruits from our garden or some of us who can't garden buy them from the store or bring them from apple picking or whatever. And we make it like an offering to the goddess during the ritual and like lay them at her feet as a, as a thank you um, for her gracious gifts. Nice. So Peter talked a little bit about Welsh calendar stuff. So I'm going to do the same, but with Irish because <laughs> do it. I like Irish stuff. So September is called Moonfar. It means middle autumn. And it's because autumn is three months. It starts back at Lunasa, which is the month of August, but also the old holiday. And then it ends in Derdfala, which means the end of autumn, which is October. And so in some contemporary pagan practices, specifically uh, Druidry, who has influences from this, they will call the autumn equinox Monfolar, meaning the middle of autumn. autumn. It Mm. doesn't translate, however, to autumn equinox. It's just what they do. Mm. We don't talk about the M word either because reasons. Um, Instead, we call it Harvest Home. With that, for what our coven is doing, we are participating in our last Sabbath ritual where we're sticking strict to the boss as our year of walking the coven through. This is also the second harvest for us. First harvest being the harvest of the grains that happened back at Lunasa. Next harvest, third harvest is Samhain, the harvest of flesh. And so this is really the harvest of whatever your local foods are that are coming ripe in the fields. And that varies a lot regionally. Whatever, whatever's coming ripe, whatever your harvest fields foods are. So we'll have a a meal that happens before ritual, and it will include non-coven folk as well, or it can include non-coven folk as well. It's more of a big celebration meal. We'll do that with the family, that kind of stuff. In my personal work, I'm also exploring working with shrouds. It's a ritual symbol around this holiday and underworld descent type ideas that's what i'm up to that's very cool i look forward to hearing more about that work and what kind of an impact you feel like it's having so those are all our coven practices or our individual practices if you are just getting started or if you're looking for a way to practice or celebrate the holiday with your family or on your own or with your friends, uh, what are some suggestions that we have for how people can honor the, the autumnal or the spring equinox? Go out to the local market, your farmer's market, wherever, and buy what is in season 
can make a big meal out of that. Spring cleaning is a pretty obvious and easy one for the spring equinox. So getting everything ready and cleaned up. If you gave your altar and your ritual stuff a zhuzh at Imbolc, like now's the time to work on like wider parts of your house and home and your life and yeah just get ready for that kind of more busy time um here in Australia the AWC sort of marks the start of our kind of festival season such as it is um starting up so like the bigger events all kind of happen over the next few months because it's coming into warmer weather so yeah so just get ready for <laughs> oh no more busy time of year you're probably going fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> oh no you've got to keep don't this in worry. mind this is what the listeners want don't worry about it don't worry about it they're here for your cussing you said yeah. making new tools making new yep. robes uh-huh okay yeah Fucking hell. the internet doesn't want you to say that it's trying to silence you classic internet <laughs> I want to piggyback off what James said about the like going to your local farmer's market and, you know, foraging is like becoming a, a thing for some people. They're like doing this sort of get back to looking around you and picking what's available and being aware of local and available foods. And I don't, if anybody's seen on TikTok, um, Alexis Nicole Nelson, the black forager, she's a black woman who has like, it is the most wholesome content. She is, um, a vegan and she is a forager and she does a lot of like what is available right now it's this season you can tell us the season because suddenly it's bluebell season or whatever and she demonstrates how do you know it's safe to eat um in fact she ends every episode with like safe snacking don't die um because you know uh but it's it's really excellent content she's she's very wholesome and very fantastic and i think you know for somebody who's really looking to get back to an awareness of the seasons, that's the kind of activity that you might find, you know, an interesting practice. I would also suggest, you know, you could treat equinox as like a very large dark of the moon, new moon kind of energy thing. If you, anything that you would sort of do at that, at those, that time in the cycle, burning away, getting rid of things and bringing in new things, I think can be done at the equinox with a much larger energetic oomph uh, behind it. I think maybe my only suggestion, and and I think I say this quite often, this is like my go-to, but we've mentioned this is the second harvest. You've had the first harvest, we've got Samhain, the third harvest coming up. I think time spent really thinking what what is going to sustain me through the winter, what isn't going to sustain me through the winter, that which will not sustain me, I'm going to cut away. Whether that's, well, it, it can be, I think, whatever. You know, it could be bad habits. What do we need to sustain us through the winter? What's not going to help me get through the winter? Kind of cut that away. That could be physical. That could be mental. That could be emotional. That could be whatever. But I think a lot of it is like introspective work where you are finally coming towards for us the winter and thinking, right, I need this. I don't need that. That's gone. Can I give a spring version of that? Do it. Just to piggyback off of that idea. <laughs> By the spring equinox, you would have been during that dark half of the year thinking about all the things that you want to do. And so now's the time to think about what you want to nurture and what you want to bloom for sure. It's almost at this time of year, it's about prioritizing though. Work out what it is that you actually want and work on that first mm-hmm. um, rather than trying to do all of the things in your craft 
This is something that took me 20 years to learn, but my craft is much better because of it. Keep true your highest ideal, right? That's Straight over towards it. Yes. Really good advice from both of you. Thinking about the larger picture, absolutely. Mm. Okay, so I think that brings us to the end of the episode. We have talked about some background information on the Equinox, what we each do for the Equinox, and suggestions for beginners and seekers or other people looking to expand their practice around the Sabbath. Uh, for our closing thought, I found a blog, uh, one of the University of Vermont blogs. It's called Imminence. But uh, this particular post is Thoughts on an Equinox by Adrian J. Ivakiv. And I'll post the link in the um, show notes, of course. But this person writes, marking the passage of the seasons from summer to winter and back again is something people have done for millennia. Seasons are reliable. Anyone living outside the equatorial band will continue to have colder and warmer seasons, probably for the rest of our lives. But many of us are realizing that larger cycles may not be so reliable, which means that the relative extent of warmth and coldness is changing. And they go on to talking to saying that we live on a dynamic planet and some of its dynamics are cyclical and somewhat predictable, but others are far from it. And just that that notion that we live on a dynamic planet really spoke to me because Equinox is very much, I think, speaking to that, how things are changing and shifting, sometimes, you know, within a 12-hour span. You have a really big shift in weather and temperature around this time of year. In the blog, they also go on to speak about how our perception of the seasons and is is shifting and changing because of global warming, because of climate change, and how that is, you know, a massive human impact on the dynamics of this planet. And how, you know, really made me think about what is what is equinox autumnal or spring equinox going to look like in 20 years is it going to still be like oh we're getting some cold nights or is that going to be something i have to wait like another three weeks to a month for or is it going to be more extreme in the other direction so you know we do have a dynamic planet but and our our seasons do shift and change but i think you know we need to be conscientious about how we've created some of those dynamics or worsened some of them so on that, on that sad note, thank you all for listening. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Circle Talk Four Witches. That's four as in the number. On Twitter as Circle Four Witches, or email us at circletalkfourwitches at gmail.com. If you have any questions, queries, thoughts, or ideas for future discussions, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. From all of us at Circle Talk, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and Merry Meet Again, and Blessed Equinox.